Welcome. You're listening to the Think Like an Entrepreneur podcast because it turns out there's no such thing as a struggling entrepreneur. There are only business owners still operating from an employee mindset. I'm your host, business coach Katherine Morrison. Now let's dig in. Hello, everybody. How's the day? How's it going? Is your money backpack feeling a little lighter after last week? Because here's the deal. We're going to keep unpacking it. I mentioned last week that this was kicking off like a little bit of a series around money. And this is so important because it is like for those of you that are in my mastermind who are coming in for the next round, getting ready to scale into your $10,000 months. This is the kind of thing where, yes, you've got to look at all of the ways that you made money in the past. Like when you did it in your nine to five, you probably weren't as consciously aware of like, oh, these are all my money beliefs. And then when you come into entrepreneurship, you realize it's like, oh yeah, you can leave the cubicle. You're taking your brain with you. So you're going to start, if you believe it takes hustle to make money, you're going to find yourself hustling in your business when you're the only one managing yourself, right? And so we just want to continue today to look at this money backpack full of thoughts that you have, particularly today around earning money. And money is a topic I feel so passionately about because it's something that's so overwrought with shame and resentment and big feelings. And we are by and large conditioned to not talk out loud about money. And so then what happens is we end up in a situation where people stay silent about money, about their relationship and their thoughts about money. But what's going on internally within them is a shit show around their all of their thoughts, just a swirl of thoughts about how it, they want it, but they feel bad for wanting it, or that it, it's wrong, or that rich people are, right? Like any of those sorts of thoughts, right? And if you don't clean that up in your head, you bring it into your external world, right? So that is your bank account, the amount of money in there, it is like totally a reflection of your thoughts and your relationship around money. I really love thinking like money is just a reflection of your relationship with yourself, right? And so I want people when they are coming in to coach with me to earn money, but I want them to earn it in integrity with themselves. I don't want people thinking they have to do something to earn money that's quote unquote out of integrity, but they have to do it for the money, right? Because here's the deal, guys. The money isn't making you do anything. Seriously, think about a table full of money, just giant stacks of cash. That money has no voice. That money would just be a bunch of pieces of paper that your brain has assigned a fuck ton of meaning to. So this week and next week, I'm going to be diving into the topic of money integrity. And today we're going to focus on what money integrity looks like within earning money within entrepreneurship, within creating money for yourself. And to begin, I'd like to begin with a quote from my 11th grade English teacher, Mr. Tony Rotundo. You ready? You are all prostitutes. (laughs) You heard that right, folks. These were words spoken to me by my AP English teacher when I was like 16 years old, our entire English class. You are all prostitutes. I think we were reading Catcher in the Rye. And what he then went on to explain to us was that we all had a breaking point 
that maybe we hadn't taken the time to bring into our awareness, that our integrity could be bought if it was tested. And so who are we to judge when we just hadn't been tested with a situation that even made us question whether or not we were willing to live in our integrity or whether or not we were willing to be bought. And it was such a jarring moment to hear a public school teacher speak so directly, like so candidly in a way no other adult had ever done with me before around money. And even at 16, it got the wheels of my brain turning and it got me looking at the adults around me in my life. And I started to see that he was totally right. Many, many humans decide to act out of integrity with themselves in order to make money. And what's interesting is that even the analogy that my English teacher used had layers to it that I didn't consider until I was preparing for this podcast episode. Like the reason why that phrase was so jarring was because he flung the word prostitute (laughs) at a bunch of teenagers in 11th grade. But even as 11th graders, right, like we all culturally agree, we all collectively understand, or at least the vast majority, right? It's like a very commonly held belief that prostitution is bad. To sell your body, to make money for sex in exchange for sex, we've culturally agreed upon as pretty bad, (laughs) But what I find so fascinating to consider is, why is selling your body for money so easily agreed upon as terrible, but selling your soul for money is by and large considered just being practical? Seriously, consider it. What if abandoning your dreams, if selling your soul was culturally considered as terrible as selling your body? Like, imagine what a different society we we would have if you telling your mom that you got some job that your soul was not on fire for was analogous to telling your mom that you were turning tricks at the local brothel. But that's not our society yet, right? That's not the culturally held belief system upon, I would say, like the general population, right? Yet. And so the decision to live in integrity with yourself in how you earn your money might require some inner work. It might require deciding to live and think differently than a lot of the ways that you've been. Maybe it was your parents. Maybe it was a professor. Maybe it was your friends in college, right? To look at like, okay, they've got their beliefs. These are like this culturally generally held belief. I'm deciding to go this way. And that like requires some inner untangling to stop running other people's belief systems and to stand up and powerfully run your own. And when you haven't unpacked your backpack of money thoughts and you're letting uninvestigated shit rattle around in your head and drive the car of your decision making, I promise you that there are areas that could use a little spit and polish to get shined up or a really amazing coach, which beats spit and polish any day. So answer this question, how much can you be bought for? Do you have a number? I started thinking about this a lot last year after watching McMillions 
Have you guys seen it? It's like a fascinating mini series. I think it's on HBO. And it's a documentary that tracks, it was like $24 million in game fraud, the Monopoly game that McDonald's used to run, $24 million of fraud that took place within McDonald's from 1989 to 2001. And you guys should totally watch it so I won't go too deep into it. But what I want you to notice in that series when you watch it is that money has no power to corrupt us. Money is just money. But what's fascinating to me about that series is that you see ordinary people suddenly have to reckon with their money mindset and when they are offered an opportunity to be a part of a money laundering scheme, whether or not they are willing to be prostitutes whether or not they are willing for their integrity to be bought. Devout Christians, single moms, Italian mafia members, this series and it's based, this was a real thing that happened. You should totally watch it. It's fascinating. And there are some people that were so in integrity that they never take the offer. And then there are some people that totally take it the first time it's offered. And then there, there was like this one guy and he did it once. And then like he reckoned with his conscience around like the fact that he had done it that one time. And I think he was like the cousin of like the main criminal or whatever. He was like very close to the criminal. And he was like offered many more times an opportunity to be a part of this money laundering scheme at higher and higher, bigger and bigger levels. And he never took it again because he knew at that tiny lower level when he did it, how he felt about himself, how he had acted out of integrity with himself. And he never did it again. And then there are some people that decline at first when the number's a little bit low, but then as the pot gets higher, they're willing to take the risk when the jackpot offered to them passes over a certain threshold. And so how we know that it's not money that corrupts us is that every single person in that series responded differently to the money, <laughs> right? It was all everyone's own relationship with money that determined whether or not they were willing to be bought, whether or not they were willing to act out of integrity. And so to continue this playful thought experiment, how much can you be bought for? Like if it was part of the monopoly money laundering scheme. And is there a threshold upon which you would totally consider breaking the law? And why? What would your reasons be? And then... How much could you be bought for if someone wanted to sleep with you and offered to pay you money for it? Is there an amount for which you would ever consider selling your body? And why? And then, how much can you be bought for to not do the work that sets your soul on fire? Is there an amount that you're currently working a nine to five for that you're not totally fucking jazzed about? If so, you've got your number. You've got the number you're willing to be bought for. Or how about this one? Maybe you've started your business and there's a specific niche you feel really called to, but you're making yourself do something else in your business that seems more practical or more successful or more what you're supposed to do or you quote unquote should do. And so you're working with people that you're kind of lukewarm about or you're working like in an area that you're kind of lukewarm about. And if so... How much are you making in your business? Because you've got your number for how much you're willing to be bought for. Or you're being out of integrity with yourself with money might very well be you seriously undercharging 
because your belief in yourself and your potential is so low that you sell yourself away for pennies. Really consider that. How much you would consider breaking the law if a McDonald's Monopoly winning ticket was offered to you? How much you would consider selling your body for? And then how much you sell your soul or your integrity away for? Notice if the number is different and get very honest with yourself about the reasons why. Before I unpacked my money backpack of everybody else's belief systems that I had just taken in and digested and was running as my own, where I was taught to value the law and I was taught to not be a prostitute, but I was not taught to value that deep yearning in the innermost fibers of my being, my number was about $100,000. I was taught that being a six-figure earner was what defined and made me successful in the eyes of others. And I decided to value that right before I kind of woke up and started thinking for myself. I was valuing that over following my own intuition. If an employer was willing to pay me that much, I abandoned myself. I abandoned my dreams. I abandoned what I deep down knew I wanted for myself. And that was a really hard truth to look at when I found it. When I realized I couldn't blame money, I'd spent a long time. I've got to do this job. I've got to save for college for my kids. San Francisco is expensive. I had all of the excuses trying to blame money. Because the thing is, money is literally just a bunch of pieces of paper with some dead dudes' faces on it, right? Money wasn't making me do anything. I was willing to go out of integrity for myself because I had not investigated my thinking and I had not come into owning my own belief system around living in integrity with myself around money. And to be super clear, you don't just like leave your nine to five and have a totally different brain in your business. That shit is coming with you, my friends. I think I'm cursing a lot. I'm a little bit of a sailor. I'm kind of fired up. I should probably do a whole different podcast on this, right? Like how all of the patterns in your nine to five, so many people leave their nine to five because they're like, F this. And then they go into their business and they realize it really, it was not the nine to five. It was their way of being in the world, their learned behavior that then they're carrying into their business. So if you thought making money in your nine to five required not having boundaries and checking email late at night, you're totally going to be logging into your Instagram after the workday to see if any clients have dropped in or if you should be engaging more. Or if you thought making money required sitting with your butt in the chair for long stretches of time so that your boss saw you, right? Like maybe you were buying crap on Amazon, but you were like, no, my butt has to be in the chair. You will find yourself doing it in your business. It has been fascinating to me the number of new entrepreneurs I work with that literally talk about staying at work for long periods of time in their chair because they feel like they're being watched. You're taking your brain with you, my friends. And I want you to clean out your nine to five brain because if the reason you're building your own business is to have your own freedom but you haven't done this money integrity work, you will find yourself being a slave to your own old belief system around what it takes to make money. I have a friend who recently left her work as a medical doctor, and she has actually created a multiple six-figure business. But what she didn't reckon with before she started her business was the belief that in order to be successful, I can't be myself. That's her thought. That's her belief. And so she has forced herself 
to continue to wear this costume in her business. She speaks at conferences. She makes a lot of money. And there's a hollowness to all of it. And she kind of just wants to blow it all up and move to a cabin in the woods. Because to live that life when you're called to living differently, when you're called, like you can't live out of integrity with yourself, right? Some people try to drink their way through it or find other ways to sort of dull that piece of yourself. You can't do it. It is untenable to the soul. So that's a big example. But you will also see this in your tiny decisions, in the seemingly small ways your brain will negotiate with you around money decisions. In my mastermind, I recently had to fire my first client, ever. I'd heard of experiences of clients quitting or of firing clients, but I'd never had that experience before. I'd scaled to multiple six figures without so much of a blip of a client issue. And then in my mastermind, I had a client who came in and I coached her a couple of times and her biggest area for growth that we had determined was to grow her money from her own personal brand that she was creating because she had a belief that all of the money was in corporate. She believed that not enough individuals would pay to work with her. And she was a successful multiple six-figure partner in a law firm, and she had a lot of connections in the bigger corporate environments. And so we coached on her plan to make a mix from both, but to grow her belief and ability to sell directly to the marketplace. And then a couple weeks in, she ended up signing a corporate contract for over $100,000, and that engagement would require her to not consistently make our mastermind calls anymore. And I love this woman, and I knew deep in my bones I could help her, but the standard I had set for my mastermind was that people come to the calls live. And I am very serious about the container that I create for the people that I serve to guarantee their results, right? And I'm very serious about coaching people into money integrity, into making money not in the ways that their employee brain feels that they have to or is most convenient or easiest or they should, but in the ways they feel called to serve in the world. And so it was interesting because that is like my highest self, right? But then there was this part of me that was trying to negotiate with myself. I told myself that like, oh, come on, like nobody would really know if I let her stay in. And then my brain started trying to tell me, it was like, you know, this could be great marketing. I have the coaching footage where like I coached her around this specific topic and then she went and created over $100,000. But what I knew deep down in my heart was that that money was out of integrity. Me keeping her money to stay in the mastermind would have been out of integrity with myself and with the standard I had created to curate a room full of people who are 100% all in for growth and 100% committed to making money from a deep place of integrity with themselves and their mission and the world. And it would have been out of integrity for me to market it as this huge success story of how much money my clients make when that money was made from the limiting belief we were working on getting her away from. So I let her know she wouldn't be able to stay in the mastermind and I gave her her money back and I sent her away with so much love because that is what living in integrity with your money looks like. And so I want you to think about this. It's not always a glaringly obvious thing. It comes across in these tiny, subtle ways, these little decisions 
about whether or not you decide to take on a certain client or whether or not you decide to like let someone stay in if they go against the standard that you had set, right? It's all of these smaller day-to-day decisions that serve as a reflection of what our uninvestigated money beliefs are. What's interesting is that some people make decisions to abandon themselves or what they really want for money, but some people decide that they're just not even going to go for the money because it's just not worth abandoning themselves for. But the solution isn't to abandon money. (laughs) To tell yourself that the money isn't worth it if there's something, if there's a vision you feel called to in the world and that vision includes having some sort of net worth to do things with it, because you'd have to abandon yourself in order to make it because it's just not true. It was never about the money. Again, the money is just little pieces of paper. It has no voice. It's not forcing you to do anything. It's just your thoughts and your beliefs about the money and what action you're taking from those thoughts and beliefs that need to be abandoned if they're not serving you. Right? Those belief systems that you've just been taught and haven't been investigated about what you think it's going to take to make so much money in the world. I want you to think about it like this. In sports, we know how it's going based on the score. We know who is winning based on the scoreboard, but we also have a lot of rules on exactly how the game is played. There are extensive rules on how the players are allowed to engage with each other. And if they don't follow the rules, if they run a play, this is, guys, I'm getting a little out of my element with this analogy. I actually don't know sports, but I think I know enough, right? That if you run the play outside of the rules, then the referee calls a foul, right? Or they're able to call, right? They, they blow the whistle. And it's like, yeah, those, po- those like points don't count. Those points don't go on the board because you didn't play in integrity. If you don't play it in integrity, you don't get the points. But within business, we don't really have that. Sure, like we have laws, like, I don't know, don't steal people's money or like don't embezzle or I don't even know what, right? But like super obvious things, right? And then outside of that, it's just you and your belief systems around money and how it is created that determine how you then go about creating it. So then we see the scorecard in business, which is how much money you're making, and we only look at that. But how you make your money matters. And coming into entrepreneurship, you want to unpack this backpack and look at all of your goblins and your ghouls around money so that you can earn money in a way that feels squeaky clean to you, in a way that feels good, in a way that you're not hustling, but where you're deeply present and enjoying your life outside of the business. So I want you to start thinking about what money integrity looks like for you in terms of money creation. Like literally, you might sit down and make yourself a set of rules the same way sports have parameters around how you're able to run certain plays. And then I want you to think about your current scorecard in your business because I often find one of two things happening. The first is that you don't have the amount of money you want coming in. You don't see the amount on the scoreboard that you want to see because you have such a tangled up relationship with money that it feels like this crazy tangled up push-pull relationship where you're like, oh, I've got to hustle, but I don't want to hustle and I want to be with my kids or whatever, right? And then the way that you get out of this is like you tell yourself, maybe I just like shouldn't bother. Maybe I should lower my goal or you suddenly turn away clients and money. 
Or you look at your scoreboard, you look at the amount of money you're making in your business, and maybe you're killing it, right? Like maybe you're totally hitting your money goals, but there's not even satisfaction to it if the way that you've been creating it, if the money beliefs that you've been operating from didn't serve you and how you earned it, right? So maybe you told yourself you had to hustle like crazy and you feel so burnt out that you decide that like, you know, I don't even know if this is worth it or I have to keep going, right? Like, or maybe you made it pretending to be someone you're not. And now you've got this roster of clients that you feel obligated to show up and work with pretending to be someone you're not. And in these cases, you have got to be your own referee. If you are making money, but it is out of integrity with yourself, the money does not count. I want you to literally think about how much money you made last year. And then ask yourself how much of it was made from integrity with yourself and how much of it was made in a way that you don't want to make it from. Money made out of integrity gives us no joy. Money made out of integrity gives us no fulfillment. And if this episode is resonating with you, I want to invite you to apply to the next round of the mastermind. Because here's the deal. Listening to this episode is like watching a video about how to ski. But coming into the room, coming into the mastermind is the act of putting on your boots and learning how to fly down the mountain, surrounded by a set of peers all doing this together. Seriously, if you are committed to entrepreneurship and you are currently making money in a way that doesn't feel good, that doesn't feel in deep integrity with what and how you want to create wealth, then the business you are building for freedom will never make you free because you're building it from a mindset that has you in shackles. I want you to make so much money, like gigantic piles of cash, but most importantly, I want you to make it in a way that feeds and nourishes the deepest parts of your being. Because if it doesn't, that money is way too expensive. And the answer isn't to lower your goal because you don't know how to do it in a non-hustly way, in a way that doesn't allow you time and space to connect with the people you love or make healthy meals for yourself or discount yourself or work with non-ideal clients. If you lowered your goal, all you'd be doing is abandoning your opportunity to work through that entire backpack of shit that's keeping you from earning money in deep integrity with yourself. Avoiding it doesn't make those beliefs go away. Unpacking it, untangling it, and cultivating a new way of being with money where you make as much as you want, feeling good, feeling fulfilled and easeful and joyful every step of the journey is the only sustainable path if you're committed to a life of entrepreneurship lived from a truly free place. If you are loving what you are hearing and you're ready to take the work deeper, there are currently two ways to work with me. The first is within the Think Like an Entrepreneur Mastermind for new entrepreneurs who have created their first $10,000 within their business and are now ready to scale into consistent $10,000 months. The next round will enroll in February of 2021 and spots will open to my mailing list before it goes out to the whole wide world of the internet. So get on it. The last round sold out within days and I was only able to accept 50% of the applications. So make sure you are on my mailing list. The second is within private coaching with me, which is designed for entrepreneurs who have gone full-time in their business and are now ready to scale into their first quarter million dollar year. So depending on where you are at and what you desire, 
I got you. Head over to www.katherinemorrisoncoaching.com to learn more. I'll see you there. Thank you.